Welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. My name is Scott, and I'm joined by two fire family. Oh, hi there. Um, I got Ash. Hey there. And I got Hello. And tonight we're uh, we're going to skip the news, and we're actually going to talk about a structure fire we had a few weeks back um, in our area. And it's good because Todd actually came as well for mutual aid, so uh, we're going to break down that call. Um, kind of just how it went. Um, Ash was the was the IC that night. Um, just so happened it, it fell on uh, it fell on the chief's convention. So um, the chief and the deputy chief were away, and we always joke that's when we we I think I want to say three or four years in a row now we've caught a pretty good fire um, when they're away, and uh, we always again we always joke it runs perfectly fine. <laughs> um, so Ash, um, so the night uh, it was about it's a cold. Night. No, it was actually uh, it was actually a warm, warm yeah. dry night. A warm dry night. A warm dry night. Um, but it's about eleven thirty at night. Um, yep. Tones went off for a uh, for a heavily bombed structure fire. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I was actually coming over the hill um, just because we're so spread out. Um, I always like if I always like to hear it, whether it's me or whether it's yeah. you know you and you can see and whoever has a radio and they can see it. Um, it's better to give that. A, uh, that over the radio, like, yeah, this is definitely a converted fire. Because, um, mm-hmm. Sometimes we get these, you know, you get a false alarm structure fire. Yeah. So it's not hurting anything. And, you know, I didn't, I think I said full, heavily involved. And again, yeah, just to actually give the old fully involved. But um, I couldn't see how heavily involved it was. I could just see the large plume of smoke and yeah. light. Mm-hmm. And I knew it was definitely more than a, it was definitely wasn't a car. Yeah, it was definitely in a structure of some some sort, just because you can tell it sparks in the air. Yeah, when when you gave me that report, I was coming off a mountain view. Yeah, so I've got. So what did you even see? I could see across the way that there was a fairly large glow. Right. So I mean, yeah, it was it was confirmed working. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And dispatch gave the update that there was uh, potential patients as well, which definitely. Kind of upticks the uh, response model as well. So, yeah, call call comes in. I uh, kind of just uh, drifted off to sleep. So, uh, spring up, rip out, uh, cruising through through town. This is just kind of right off of the main highway, uh, a block and a half up up the hill from uh, the main highway running through town here. Um, got on scene, and you know right away, um, yeah, I confirm we have a working structure fire. Um, uh, gave updates for BCHS that we had two confirmed patients exterior of the building already. Um, I'm sure about a third. Right. Um, I was unable to do a full 360 just because of the nature of how close these buildings were together. But knowing the environment, I knew there was access around the backside through a um, like an alleyway uh, if it was going to be required. So, so that was good. Good to know. Uh, the mast was already uh, for uh, power was already sparking. Uh, so, being aware of that was was pretty key. Parked across the street, knowing that we were going to be taking up real estate on uh, the entire road there. Um, and yeah, uh, you guys were out of the door pretty quick uh, from the hall here with engine one eighty one, uh, and then one eighty two was was pretty close behind them as well. Yeah, I think. Uh... Yeah, we had a great, like, obviously, it's working structure fire is really good response, obviously. Um, yeah. I want to say we left, I haven't looked at the numbers, but we left probably within less than five minutes of yeah. the initial pitch. Uh, the trucks are really good. Um, and then the second 
like first do was out and then second do we loaded fast. Yeah. Um, we actually, um, so I was on second do, uh, one of our other officers was going to jump seat. So I was like, I was like, you know what? Um, you take first, I'll jump on second. Um, we don't need all much officers on first truck. So we got a bunch of officers on second truck, but, <laughs> but it, it's all right. Like we talked about this before. It doesn't matter if officers get there as long as they, um, once they get there and start working, they can take a step back and start yeah. doing officer work. Um, yeah, for those first few moments, you're firefighters. Yeah. When extra manpower arrive, mm-hmm. take, take that step back. So, recommend, like, when I was on the second truck, um, where, you know, the first truck leaves, and then I always have, like, a clock ticking in my head, um, it starts going, like, okay, if they get there, because the way that was looking, I'm like, that's going to be two and a half. And I don't know if you said it over the radio, but I think yeah. everyone just knew. Mm-hmm. So, I'm thinking, okay, they're going to run into two and a half. They're probably going to be pulling a, um, a pre-connect as well, so an inch and a half. So that's, they're, they're going to be flowing lots of water right away. Um, we got a thousand gallons to go through and now we're waiting and I'm like, we're not. And I can see the fifth guy driving in as we're all, everybody's loaded on the truck. Yeah. So now I'm like, okay, what do we need? What's important now? The wind principle, like what's important now? Water's important now for those guys. Cause, yeah. um, cause we had already discussed on the truck. Uh, I, I yelled to the other officer leaving in the, the first engine, um, that we'll grab, we'll, we'll capture the hydrant for them. Yeah. That's kind of our go-to. I think. And that was relayed to me. Right. On scene as well when I had the quick face face to face with the officer off the first truck, which was awesome to know. Yeah. So knowing that that was already set yeah. set in place, which is our yeah kind of our standard. But and this one would have been like thinking now if we would follow uh, other procedures where the first two always captures the hydrant. Mm-hmm. Um, the way we all came in, um, that we would have had I don't know what you guys would have done. You would have had to figure it out right away because. Mm-hmm. The hydrants were pretty far spread out. We would either have to do a long lay from, from basically like the this, highway. Yeah, basically the highway. So like a block and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, or do what we did. Uh, or, or sorry, if it was a first you in, they would have to, you would have to redirect them up the hill and yeah. come down. And that ties up so much manpower. So we wouldn't have got that water on the fire. And which is going to, in a few minutes when we talk about this, yeah. there, there, there's a, a very good reason for that water on that fire other yeah. than putting fire. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we left with four on our truck and you know, obviously you can hold more. Um, and we had a discussion. No one argued with me. Like everyone, I said, Hey, yeah. you know what? There's, there's, there's lots of trucks in our truck bay and there's lots of guys coming. Yeah. Um, it's right in town. Let's get that apparatus there and let's get those guys water. Yeah. Um, so that's what we did. So we, we came in, um, maybe let's talk about that real quick. Um, so we're driving up and I got, I'm trying to find out where the hydrant is. And of course the technology, the iPad, the tells us where the hydrants are. It's frozen. <laughs> so now it's like, if I drive around town, I don't know if you guys do this. I always like, yeah. Okay, there's a hydrant here, hydrant here. And I try to memory bank that, but there's so yeah. many hydrants. Mm-hmm. So I knew there was one where by the highway, um, yeah. by 7 Eleven. And I was like, yeah, there's one there. And I'm like, is that the nearest one? Because that's a long way. It'd be a long, long way. And it turned out that was the nearest one, uh, if on the downside. Yeah. Um, so as we're, we're uh, we kind of slow past it, we're like, nah. <laughs> And then Rob's driving. And he's like, "Is that the one we're getting?" I'm like, "I, like, I'm like flipping through my head trying to figure out which where it was." I'm like, "Nope, there's one past the first two. So yeah. right away, I'm like, "Oh, we're doing a reverse lay." So um, one of the other guy, Adam, was on the truck, and I said, "Adam, we're doing a reverse lay." He's like, "Wait!" So he jumps off. Um, took him a second. He's like, <laughs> "To click in what what I meant." Yeah. And I'm like, "Yeah, getting the supply line, shoving underneath that uh, the far tire, not the close, not the tire close to the hydrant, the mm-hmm. far one." He's like, "Gives us up." Play, yeah, and then we we bombed up 
and then actually Rob and I had uh, captured the hydrant. So it was the yep. officer and, uh, and we left uh, the other two behind to assist in the, in the fire mm-hmm. um, for manpower. Um, so we captured the hydrant. It was an older hydrant, older style hydrant. Um, we had not only we were flowing water from the hydrant before. I mean, obviously the town does, but yeah, um, really good pressure. It was really good pressure. Yep. Um, so I think we got water um, before the engine was down there. It was uh, it was just under forty percent. Yeah. Exactly. And that's kind of our mark yeah. that we're uh, <clears throat> trying trying to hit. Good, because yeah. he was about he said I was getting close to shutting down the two and a half because like it's burning yeah, off. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Um, just as we're hitting forty percent, we give them water and then they just I, there was no lull. So we yeah. we hit that thing as fast as we could. Which was kind of perfect timing too, because as you guys got uh, water supply sorted out there, uh, they were actually ready to transition on the backside uh, from the big water two and a half to uh, Siamese. Right. Um, so they could start to push in the backside. And like Scott alluded to, one of our biggest concerns there, outside of the patients, so we'll kind of back back it up. So as I get on scene, I'm giving my scene size up, um, everything's going along with that, and that uh, <clears throat> I've got a group of people directly on, underneath the power line, which is now you know arcing. Um, I've got one person was laying on the ground, one person was hunched over, uh, and this person comes up to me and like is literally trying to pull me out of the truck to come and deal with this. Like, like this person needs oxygen, blah blah blah. I'm like, hey, like cool, I get it, but like there there's more help coming. I I promise you that, right? Okay, so uh, we we had a little bit of that issue, so mm-hmm. actually going to carry on with what he was saying um, from where he thinks he left off. Yeah. So as I get there, this guy's trying to yank me out, and wants to wants me to give oxygen, which I don't have, uh, but you know, rest assured there's more help coming. Um, like what I'm doing is important for everything here. So, uh, first you arrive really, really quick. I went up, had a quick face to face with the officer. Uh, we didn't have to say it. It was just like, yeah, get the two and a half around the back. Cause that was where it was the most heavily involved. Yeah. Um, we want to get an inch and a half off for the front because it was, what was that? So let's get attacked by the ceiling. <laughs> uh, let's get the inch and a half off front. Um, get some water application there. Because this is an old structure and an older part of town, um, the uh, easements are very, very close. Mm-hmm. So we had exposure protection was going to be very high on our minds um, because it was at full rock and the house on the uh, Bravo was becoming involved um it was uh well really that fence was making them like was making it worse was probably was was actually the thing i think yeah making that fire go on on that side of the yeah structure yeah yeah so there was a uh like a a cedar shake type fence that lined that was you know running between the two structures and it's probably structure three feet maybe Mm. fence line three feet maybe Mm. structure uh so once that fence lit up uh, now you got massive flames in between the two structures. Um, so we were making the push uh, through the front and around the back on the first structure as like we start to notice pretty heavy smoke coming off the peak of the second structure. So while, while all of this is happening, we now have Scott's crew getting us uh, water supply uh, from the hydrant. Uh, our rescue truck is just arriving, staffed. Which I asked, that was wrong, and I asked those guys to... Uh, no, wrong was with me. 
Oh, shoot. Hmm. So who came on the it rescue? Was, it was uh, Matt and them. Yeah. Right. Those guys, yeah. The, the medics, actually. It was actually medics, yeah. So as, as Matt is one of our medics, um, when he came up, he was walking up and he actually kind of gave me the, he's like, hey, man, is it cool if I go and live in that in that room tonight? Uh, we had firefighters aplenty. Um, and our first two ambulance was fully staffed. The second one was a lone responder as well. Uh, so <clears throat> I'm like, yeah, 100%, man, like, go. Um, I had uh, a few other people that were helping out with medical at that point uh, prior to the ambulances arriving. Um, so that was that whole that whole world was going on. Uh, Rob, once he was free, came up to me. So I guess after you guys got the hydrant done, yeah. I'm like, hey, I want you to assemble a RIT crew off of rescue. So whoever was doing medical jumped on the RIT crew. Uh, so they went and did a 360 for me, um, kind of got that stuff settled, got the RIT tarp down. And by then, we had to get access to the second structure because mm-hmm. it was it was puking pretty good. So, I mean, this is all happening in five minutes for yeah, moments. from my first my first arrival so at that point when i knew we were going inside is when i requested you guys to come up because we have if we are going to be making an interior push uh if that house is becoming involved uh we will soon be o- overtaxing our resources uh and still being able to make maintain writ was mm-hmm. my biggest concern. It, it's easy to be like, hey, go have a quick look as writ, but yeah. the moment you have to grab a hose line and, and do anything with it, now they are not yeah. doing writ ops, right? So, well, and we also had another, uh, we had another kind of half call come in. We have a call, um, yeah. This, there's a fire over by uh, the shopping mall, which is like half a block away here. So we're like, is it just someone looking at the fire from a different angle, which it turned out to be, or is there an arsonist running around yeah. lighting things on fire? Which has happened before. Yeah, which is like, the same yeah. thing, right? Yeah. So it's like, wait, yeah, let's get that. It's, it's easy to call you guys and yeah. And you got you already up. <laughs> yeah, no, I was wrong. I just started stirring. And there's something else going on. You said there's well, we did. We had a uh, we had a burn complaint come in for a fire in the back alley of uh, one of the, the little mini malls that we have. We're like, oh great, mm-hmm. this is this is gonna dictate a truck response for the the campfire <laughs> where it's not supposed to be a campfire. Yeah. yeah. So I started stirring and getting dressed. I was like, ah, oh, god, this is gonna be an F guy. I looked at the app. I was like, all right, this guy's going to hall one. I probably don't need to go. You know, it's just campfire. There's no urgency to this. Uh, and then they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, there's a uh, uh, structure fire in Oliver. Like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I perked up a bit more. Throw my socks on. Okay, that is <laughs> dispatch? Dispatch. Really? Yeah, it's so a dispatch. FYI. Yeah, dispatch gave us a heads up. But not mutual aid yet. Not mutual aid so, yet. That's interesting. So I started stirring a little bit. And, yeah, so I think, yeah, totally throw dispatch over the bus. I think they fucked up and it took a, took a bit. She meant to say there is a... Uh, fire and all over that you guys also need to come to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so well, when we talked later, I, I think that there was a bit of a time gap there where mm-hmm. she should have sent us because my phone went off right. right away stating that we were responding to your structure phone. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, you guys still got there quick. Like, it was impressive. Yeah, we, were yeah. discussing, we were discussing, like... So we had uh, a couple guys rip the hall one instantly because they just saw structure fire. They didn't right. even hear the tones of, right. of the, oh, campfire <laughs> issue. And they just raced to the hall, and John was the duty officer. He's like, "Hey, why are you here?" And then they come running in all hot. Like the structure fire. He's like, uh, "No, from Oliver, like, I'm going to check out a campfire if you want to come." <laughs> so all your keeners are now yeah. coming so to the campfire. So they, no, they were hanging out hall one, right? So uh, they just they just uh, were ready to rock when when we rolled up in our engines, so, right? But, yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah. You guys got like I just. The, again, jump around here. I, I just was talking to Ash. I'm like, hey, 
where's the, where's our mutual aid? And then I can hear, and I can hear, oh, oh there, here, here they are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we rolled up uh, in engine 192, our uh, truck from my hall. Um, so generally what, what, unfortunately it takes us a little bit of time to actually get rolling mm-hmm. because we usually try and send the hall two engine. Yeah. Um, okay. And then we had to come over and grab some, some extra manpower. Um, yeah. And then, and then that we can dictate kind of see well who we have in town are we sending three guys are we sending four we're lots of guys so we sent five yeah yeah it worked out worked yeah. out well it's funny dispatch gave us the uh, um, so they're like yeah so he's one nine two is mustering and I'm like okay yeah sweet the usual right so knowing that you accepted the call and now you you are assembling the yeah. crew great. Um, and then they gave me the update once you're rolling. So good. that that was nice to know. Okay, they you know they are coming. So kind of like now we're we're into the call for five ten, ten minutes maybe. Um, we've got a really good knock on the first structure, which was and at that point we through information gathering from the patients that were outside, which at that point now we're fully in care of BCHS. Uh, our guys were assisting Matt lived in that world uh, for the rest of the night basically. Uh, one of our other fire uh, firefighters, I got him um, and one other to do firefighter rehab for me. So I'm like, don't bust out the kit. Like, don't go fully in depth like you would if you were sitting in the back of an ambulance. But I want to have somebody in, in place where if a firefighter come, comes up, they can doff, doff their gear, get some yeah. water in them, mm-hmm. get that core temperature down, uh, and just have somebody that can be, can be there and, you know, monitor it just you know, just in case. Uh, so they looked after that. Um, by that time, actually, Scott, you had kind of completed everything that you were doing. So yeah. Scott came up to me and said, hey, do you want me to be your safety officer? I'm like, Ab- absolutely. And you know, the more I look at the safety officer, because obviously I watch Doc and all that stuff, and the more I look, like safety officer is really the second in command. I know it's not technically, because it's not really like, if you talk like fire specific, no, the safety officer is not second in command. You just use the safety officer. It's like, He's kind of second in command. <laughs> like when you look at it, like in that realm, like what we were doing. Yeah. Um, like I was like, okay, I'll go around the backside and I'll update you. And then yeah. obviously we had the other officers and each one of them had, since we had two structures essentially burning. Yeah. Um, one took one structure, one took the other structure. And then one guy was running the rig crew. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, the safety officer I'm looking at now more like, hmm, like it's really like the two I see because like if you go down, Right, you have a jammer. Mm-hmm. I can break your leg or something. Like, right. who takes over? That's right. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I was like looking like as I'm doing this, I'm like, hmm. or later on, I was thinking like, that's really like, and if you're looking at military terms, it's like he's a second in that. Mm-hmm. I know, not really in fire service, they don't look at it that way, but that's. Mm-hmm. But um, pretty, like, if if you, know. you have a rig incident, for example, yeah, um, yeah. So essentially, that's that's where that safety officer needs to step up, and that's why the the. The way that role works is that if hey now we have a situation where we activate RIT, yeah, he is now in charge of the RIT operations. IC is in charge of the fire operations. So there's two yeah. separate operations yeah. going now, mm-hmm. right? And you literally stand right next to each other and you work together, but you yeah. are in charge yeah. of that. Yeah. Yeah. It made so. it sweet because I'd say that fire, I was the most tied to uh the IC like command post. Mm-hmm. Um mostly because it was right outside of uh um our post office that had a bunch yeah. of uh, nice. mail, mailboxes right outside. Sweet too. For a so it was great. So um, once everything shook out, Scott got the command board out for me, and uh, I got a nice work workstation. You grabbed me one of our Milwaukee portable lights. Uh, had per- perfect lighting. 
And it worked out great. And anytime, like, I think I, I probably only left that 10 foot area maybe twice throughout like the major portion of the firefight. Um, I went mobile once and then you stayed there for me. And then I went mobile again and I asked Warren to stay. Yeah, Just you went with me. Yeah. So everybody knows, Hey, okay. Like go here. If you need to get in touch with IC and mm-hmm. you're not on, on the radio. Right. Yeah, right. So luckily, I mean, when you guys got there, uh, you had a fresh uh, crew of five. Yeah. So uh, we went and uh, had a quick face to face there. Uh, got assigned a uh, uh, task task name and task job. Yeah. Uh, kind of gave you a quick rundown of hey, uh, Warren's running ops on this structure. Uh, you got Rob as a writ, uh, Scott's uh, safety, uh, and you guys are going to go and link up with Adam and start doing some uh, interior work. Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a great, uh, great face to face. Got a good report. We had a pretty. Uh, Great snapshot immediately after talking with you, what's going on. Uh, I relayed that to my guys, and then uh, they started going in doing some uh, interior ops. Mm-hmm. Waiting on some fire for you to put up. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Because we're standing there discussing the front of the structure, and we're like, I'm like that. We're like, oh, looking at it like that. Burning that smoke's again. turning like pretty dark. <laughs> but, <laughs> yep. Oh, oh, that's going to pop again. <laughs> so it was like inside the uh, the little roof above the um, deck, or not the deck, uh, the porch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was like such an old structure that oh, so many points get to. Yeah, because, yeah. because the um, the uh, vinyl siding melted off, and thinking, oh, there's wood behind her. No, it's stucco. It's stucco, stucco and it wasn't Fine stucco wood. like nowadays stucco. It was like 1940 oh. stucco that would you know was yeah. designed to stop the a bomb. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was, I was like, jeez. Oh, yeah. And then I'll throw on a secondary. Was it a secondary roof? Secondary roof yeah, of metal with like a foot. Um, fascia board of sheet metal and yeah. the plywood, and then she. Um, Tin roofing as well. Yeah. Jesus. So, yeah, it was definitely a well-built well built structure. <laughs> yeah, so, like, the entire thing was like an oven. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. it was designed, other than windows, it was designed to keep the heat in. <laughs> yeah. So, when, when it was full, full rock, like, we had the front door open. Um, well, the front door was wide open when we got on the scene. Um, and fire and smoke were, like, rolling out pretty good. But I'd say it only got down kind of midpoint to the door. Um, but as we got around to the backside and then we were transitioning to the front, uh, that, that smoke layer dropped basically right down to the floor. And I don't know if it was complete flashover, but uh, it, it it was definitely close and it was rolling out of the front door pretty, pretty heavy. Um, which again, so we have all of that happening with this structure directly next to us. Yeah. Which... Uh, we went up and did an investigation the next day during daylight, and it was it was pretty cool to see, I'd say, just how close that secondary structure was to uh, yeah, like when being I, involved. When I was around the backside doing the safety stuff, I was looking, and, and I thought what had happened, I thought a piece of the burning structure landed on top of the uninvolved structure, because it was like, there's all the smoke pouring out of the top of the roof. I'm like, what? And then I got, I got a little closer, and I could see it was a roof vent. So it was actually smoke was pouring out of the roof end. So we're like, okay, well, that's ind- indicative of a possible attic fire. Yeah. And then just the way it was, um, the the board, the um, uh, where the roof was burnt off. So uh, the guys were hitting it, and we're like, ah. so we sent that other team in, uh, vented, mm-hmm. ran a hose line, in, and yeah, the attic. There was a weird house, a lot of weird attic spaces, and, and actually had a room above it, and um, that was burning or burnt because it, it was pretty charred when i went yeah. in to look 
Um, it was definitely pretty charred inside there. Mm-hmm. So, and then the next day, yeah, we saw the roof vent was melted. Yeah. That's how hot that's, that was yeah. getting. Mm-hmm. So I think if we had an action that second structure, that would have been within a couple minutes. We would have had a full in, full attic fire. Yeah. And then whatever after that. Yeah. Would have been a gong show. Yeah. Because yeah. we would have more, more members working on that and still trying to keep the other one under control. And, yeah. and those are always tough, like for, for such a small house that it actually is. Yeah. Because you now your, your yard is tiny. You know, your access and egress to the uh, Bravo and Charlie side and Delta side are mm-hmm. so tight. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, it's very, very awkward. So it's hard to get into a good ladder position to run saws. Yeah. Uh, like if you had to do any, any work from the side, I could very limit to your access. Yeah. But, and they're built like a brick shit house. So yeah, like yeah. they're, they're actually built. Right. So yeah. like that one, it was still like when we went back and we walked through there, it was like heavily intact still. Yeah, like I was, you know, I, we went in, I, you know, we went into some investigation and measurements and actually looked for some effects. And like the floor wasn't soft at all. No. Um, the walls were like perfectly intact. <laughs> yeah. Everything was fine. <laughs> Our shoulders are from trying to beat down the, uh, oh. the holes and access in the walls and ceiling. Can't imagine. Yeah. Yeah, Kirsten also coming out of Eden as usual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah which is chainsaw. Yeah. Because even with that New York hook trying to break through stuff, like it's just. You're working an inch at a time. It was a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. yeah you just saw yeah. that that uh, real estate opened up there mm-hmm. and all. So yeah, I mean, all all in all, it was uh, that was a wicked structure fire. Um, yeah, actually, you've got to go away more. That was uh, that's pretty <laughs> sweet. <laughs> um, all of the crew worked really, really hard. That was good. Uh, a couple of our newer members got to pop their structure fire cherries, so that was awesome. Uh, they all worked really hard as well. Um, yeah, and then big, big thanks to you guys for uh, coming up. It was, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's definitely one of those things like, could we have done it without you? Yes. Should we have done it without you? No. Um, yeah. Let's utilize that relationship and uh, get the extra hands on scene. You know, nothing on that call looking back was something that we couldn't have dealt with. Mm-hmm. However, now we've we've overtaxed our, our in town resources, mm-hmm. and if something else didn't pop off, well, even just overtaxing the guys. Yeah. Like, they're, just you know, they, they, yeah. Just, they, they just bag themselves trying to put this thing out. And now they're like, oh, you know, to go do half an hour overall. Yeah. And they're all kind of like, what? <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's just it. Like, you look at um, other larger departments, they call an automatic backup to their homes. Yeah. Like, within their departments, yeah. you know, whether it's full time, but, you know, call coverages. Um, you know, we just had uh, the other guests there. You know, you talk about automatic mutual aids mm-hmm. uh, from other other communities. Yeah, I still, to this day, I still don't think we call mutual aid enough. We call it way more than ever before. Mm, yeah. But we just, we don't call it enough. It's, mm-hmm. it's like this, I don't know, it's this weirdo, like, well, we got an animal, boys, so we can do it. We don't need help. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what the problem is. It's still like, about that. second one. literally holds their truck with five more people we can get here. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, I think overall, um, like, not technical but it was like there was just a lot of moving parts like patients mm-hmm. usually the patients aren't aren't um aren't as prevalent <laughs> yeah. yeah um and and the report was uh from the patient i talked to her i said is there anybody inside she said yes and then she said no and then she said yes and then she said no and i'm like we're doing a <laughs> so as soon as we get a knock on the fire we're doing a primary search so i talked to adam mm-hmm. and said uh I don't know what we're going to find there, so take two, uh, take a couple senior guys, because yeah, I don't want to take like a brand new guy yeah. in and yeah. find a 
find a dead person. Mm-hmm. So they went and did a real quick primary and then they worked their way back to the secondary and checked um, underneath everything and, and didn't find anything, which is good. Um, so there, there's that side of the equation. So patients kind of firefighters, um, the reverse lay, something we don't do a lot of reverse lays. That was the first one I remember doing a long time. I tried to get true reverse lay, not backing up the truck in reverse. <laughs> Someone yeah. said, like, oh, you did that once before. I'm like, no, that's backing the truck up to the hydrant that we passed. That's reversing to do a lay. Yeah, reversing <laughs> to do a lay. Um, so, we, yeah, the reverse lay. Um, and just fighting fire in town is always interesting because it's, it's, it's so much easier. <laughs> But just so life is easier. so much easier. Yeah. Like uh, the city guys are like spoiled. <laughs> it's like <laughs> just water is there. <laughs> just yeah. right away you get water. Yeah. And you don't like just as soon as you have water, there's so much like you don't have to worry about. Like, yeah. Um you don't have to worry about where tenders are gonna go. You don't have to worry about now there's you know, if you have to have two tenders, now that's four members driving yeah. in and, and tenders mm-hmm. that aren't actually fighting this fire. Um yeah, and then you and know, that buys up a lot of real estate, right? Like yeah. when you're tied to a hydrant. Yeah. Like, you could be a, a lot more confined in the, yeah. to, to the space, right? Well, and just our working area too. Like mm-hmm. we we're on a major road. So we like, we, yeah. we took the whole road, which is like, you know, we can actually probably put three apparatus on uh, a line of breaths. Like we have so much room in these, in yeah. these areas. It's like, whereas in a rural setting, it's like, well, you're down this dirt road and there's like, and then there's got, the guys got like 20 cars with no wheels on it. And then you're like, what the, like, it's, you know, or it's a farm and there's like, tidy yeah. tanks and all this other stuff laying around it's like yeah and yeah one apparatus gets in and the tenders are trying to get in yeah it's yeah we're all fine but people don't give it its credit like it's absolutely like i don't know i i, I can see that you know big cities like new york and stuff where it's like super narrow and mm-hmm. old structures mm-hmm. and massive structures but yeah i don't know it's good mm-hmm. that was good yeah yeah thank you for uh, thanks for calling for mutual aid and inviting us up yeah 100 percent Definitely another one of those learning experiences, right? Like mm-hmm. every chance that we get to, uh, um, you know, get experience under one's belt for a scene like that. Um, definitely fortunate that it fell on my my uh, duty week. It was, uh, yeah, that was an awesome experience, and um, it makes it a lot easier when you know everybody's trying to switch on and working. So yeah, absolutely, that's good. Right. Mm-hmm. Any more for any more? No, I think we. Uh... Oh, it's a great time. Uh, shout outs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, shout outs. Uh, Modus. Modus. So, of course, uh, Paul from Modus was down. Uh, we talked about that the past couple weeks there uh, for the Chiefs Convention. It was great having Paul come down this time and visit. Uh, we talked about a whole bunch of new potential uh, ideas and mm-hmm. little, little tweaks and changes. So, stay tuned for that stuff as it rolls out. Uh, so, the Snagger Tool, claim to fame, the 104 uses now. Scott yeah. was talking before. Sure. Um, yeah, I'm really <laughs> beating a dog on your 360. Beating off a dog, jeez. <laughs> wow. Anyways, mini spanners, uh, wedges, um, yeah, you name it. It's got a lot. Um, yeah, your pocket organizers, your, uh, all your little bags of pouches, and we're talking about some other, uh, X lines, uh, that's to come. So, yeah, check out Modus. Uh, Modus will give you, um, uh, 5% off if you use the code DTFF5. Sir, and I've been using those most gloves that they that the project gloves yeah. like on every scene lately, and they're just yeah, it's great. Uh, they not like usually by now I blow a stitch on some glove, yeah, mm-hmm. and nothing. Like, they drive it well, and yeah, yeah. they good. Yeah. Um, and motors. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Stubblebleed, I'm going to ask you again. Stubblebleed. <laughs> I mean, you didn't get last time. I just yeah, asked you. <laughs> Stubblebleed, uh, three methods of uh, major hemorrhage control is uh, tourniquet application, direct pressure, and wound pack in no particular order. Make sure you have a good tourniquet. Make sure it is out of the wrapper. Um, Stubblebleed.org or .ca will uh, give you the information needed for that. And you can check out uh, our YouTube on that as well. Ash, uh, Wolf Street Coffee. Yeah, Wolf Tree Coffee. I've uh, been uh, thoroughly enjoying our, our collaboration with them, the uh, Initial Attack Blend. That's uh, just a, a killer medium dark roast. Yeah. Um, being summertime now, been crushing their uh, cold brew, which we have dubbed the uh, Cold Start. <laughs> I don't think they have dubbed it that, but uh, <laughs> we thoroughly enjoy that. Check Wolf Tree out on uh, Facebook and Instagram, Wolf Tree Coffee, uh, or wolftreecoffee.com to their website. Uh, every purchase of the initial attack blend will get uh, $2 donated to the Honor House Society, uh, which is a uh, charity um, and society very near and dear to us in the emergency services. Um, uh, we've obviously checked about them and with them at length. Uh, so if you go on their website, uh, it shows, uh, I think they've got their tracker up now or it's about to go live. So every, every purchase, uh, will be two bucks towards, uh, Honor House. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Nintendo Rolls from Band. Um, had them up here for our seminar, put on an amazing show. They're out touring, playing a ton of live music now. Um, yeah, check, check them out. Awesome country music out of West Coast, Canada, uh, everywhere where you can download and stream music. I'm sure they're out there. Nice. Mm -hmm. uh, lastly, it's us. Um, check some in the uh, Facebooks, the Instagram, YouTube, um, TikTok. TikTok still? Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, check us out. Um, we are still selling these shirts here. The Moose shirt. Yep. Check that out on the Facebook page. Um, we are going to start shipping internationally if we haven't already when this goes live. Uh, yeah, so... Um, it's going to be the, the VFF podcast at gmail.com. Um, but also when you're hearing this, um, it could just be DTFF shop at gmail.com. So that's going to be our new one that we're going to be steering towards. If it's not already already live when you're listening to the podcast. So. Right. Yeah. I say go to our Facebook page, uh, just to confirm which address we are, uh, currently using. Yeah. Um, we're going to release this, uh, in a week's time or so. Mm -hmm. So we might already have made the switch. Exactly, yeah. And then we'll have that up on the Facebooks for you. Yeah. Don't need more for any more now. No, Scott. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Uh, stay safe. Stay DTFF.